0: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Greetings from St. Catharines, Ontario. This is home for me. This is where my wife and I live most of the year. Um, And this is my very sad way of telling you that I'm back from Jamaica. I'm no longer in 30 degree weather. On white sand beaches with clear skies and sunny days, it is rather gloomy and overcast here in St. Catharines, and it's about minus 10 Celsius, so you can add me to your prayer list for temperature acclimation. Uh, my wife and I are still processing a little bit, and it was actually funny, the day that we flew out, so it was uh, it was Friday, it was early February, it was plus 30 in Jamaica, and in Toronto, it was minus 15, but with the wind chill, it was almost minus 30 degrees. So we're talking a four-hour flight, and somehow you've had a 60-degree Celsius, mind you. So way more in Fahrenheit, 60-degree Celsius shift. And... Uh, geez, a rude welcome to say the least. But it is good to be back. And it's funny, uh, a couple people, since they've seen me, you know, especially at church, we saw a bunch of people that we haven't seen for a while. And everyone's like, what are you doing back here? Why are you here? And you know, like, why don't you live in Jamaica? And, um, And all that stuff. And it's funny, I in theory, it would just be so simple to live over there, and we'd have a good life, and or or you know we could spend our whole winters there. But I actually love being home. I love it here. I love our house. I love the community we have here. My family's close by, and obviously, like we we have a good life in Jamaica too. And my wife's family's there, and we have you know a, a maybe semblance of a community, not to the same extent, but. um I like it here. And so uh little temperature adjustment, I'm willing to put up with that if it means I can be in a place that we feel comfortable at, that we feel comfortable calling a home to be more specific. So anyway, that's a little update from me. Uh, guys, one thing I, I want to mention is if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, I'm posting content on there daily. We have anywhere from 250 to 300 conversations every single day with guys like you who are struggling, who want some help, who have some questions, who are maybe looking for some more resources or maybe you just want to chat. Maybe there's something I've mentioned here you want to know more about or understand better. Uh, all of that, we can have those conversations at Sathia Me Sam on Instagram. My link is in the show notes. That's probably easier than you trying to figure out how to spell Sathia. Uh, but it's uh, it's all there, and I'd love to connect with you there. Well, the, the timing of this episode is February 2023, and February over the years has become very significant for me. Uh, February is the month I had my last relapse. It was February 2016. Last year, we launched The Last Relapse in February 2022, a book that uh, we have now, we we have thousands of people around the world. We're, we're not too far from 10,000 people that have read The Last Relapse. They've either downloaded it off our website or they bought a physical copy and we are so grateful. Uh, the the there's a link in the show notes of basically every episode on this podcast, by the way, for you to get a copy. And I mean, this is literally one of the most generous things I've done uh, because we we spent over ten grand on getting this book done properly, and um, for us to give it away for free was not the it was not the plan. But shortly after I launched the book, and I had spent all this time and money i really felt like god said hey the marketing strategy for this is you give it away for free and i was like uh okay uh that's not what i had in mind but you know i'm not i'm not going to be disobedient so uh we we built a website it's it's free there um 10 of all the money we made off sales was supposed to go to a charity in uganda that spreads the gospel to muslim villages But uh, we decided that, you know, based on what God had spoken, if he really wanted me to give this thing away and give it away for free, then 10% of the proceeds would be disingenuine. And so we, disingenuine, disingenuine? disgenuine? i have no idea what that word is you know what i mean it would be low integrity on my part so all the money we've made on the book uh, goes to this uh, it's called the Nalubal social center um, i'm not able to you know update the the physical printing of the book so it still says 10% but it is actually 100% and so um you know in my in my reflection lately i've just been thinking i'm like man been free for 7 years that's pretty amazing uh, and i wanted to share with you guys seven things that i learned in my recovery journey, that have not only helped me get free, but seven things that have helped me stay free. And what I want you to catch in this is that um, you, you probably have some idea of what freedom looks like, of what it looks like to not have any more porn in your life at all whatsoever. And parts of what you're envisioning are accurate, and parts of it are not. And I'm hoping that what you can hear from me today is that The things you do right now matter for when you get to the other side. It's not just like, oh, I just do these things for now. It's just a sprint to the finish. And once I cross the line, then I don't have to worry about these things anymore. We want to have a long-term mindset where it's like, no, these are are seven things for the most part, all these things you should be doing and you can be doing right now before you reach that place of freedom so that when you reach that place of freedom, they're just second nature. And because they're second nature, they not only seal the progress, they actually further it on the other side. And that, that's the thing that just blows my mind is I'm like, wow, these seven things were so helpful for me at the time, and they're even more helpful for me now on the other side. So without further ado, let's jump in. Number one is the power of close friends okay not community although that's important as well but the power of close friends now here's what close friends will do close friends will correct you close friends will listen to you close friends will be there for you and i can say through and through that talking to close friends about my struggle was imperative for really making legitimate progress now let me dovetail that into the second lesson learned which is the power of community okay and community is um you you just you cannot put a price on a healthy community, but to me community is not people that you play sports with. It's not the guys that you go out for a drink with a couple times a week. Although it could be, and it could be the guys you play sports with as well. But what really makes for meaningful community is none of these things. Um, it it's not it's not about the things you do. It's about the depth at which you're able to share. And so I had lots of different communities that I I was plugged into. Lots of friend circles. But it really wasn't until, I would say, the back half of my recovery journey, the last two years or so, that I got plugged into community at a different level uh, where I could be vulnerable, I could be transparent, I didn't feel the pressure to perform or to be a certain way. It was amazing, and it was honestly life-changing. And so if you don't have... Uh, you know, close friends in your life right now and you don't have a deep community that you're part of, you need to do those things right now Uh, because man, uh, my close friends are still my close friends today. Uh, My community has changed. Um, Admittedly, I'm not part of that same group to the same extent because it was just a a program that we were all part of for about six months. But many of those guys I still keep in touch with and I'm still able to have deep vulnerable conversations with them in addition to other community places where I've, you know, found safe, environments to to share more deeply so very very important okay number three is um is act first analyze second what do i mean by this okay i'm this is not permission to be impulsive this is not permission to be stupid or to do things because the thing is that i should act first and think about it later um Here's what I mean. Uh, This is actually specifically in regards to finding a recovery solution. Uh, Some of you, you know, I know a bunch of you guys, you've been listening to this podcast, and you are like, oh, do I do Cynthia's program? Oh, maybe, but I don't know if it's the right time, and I don't know, I mean, I know it costs some money, and uh, man, there's just some other things I want to spend my money on, and, uh, you know, I don't know, you're humming and you're hawing, and you're delaying your results. That's what we don't realize: is when we when we analyze these decisions too long, we end up delaying our success. Your most valuable asset in this life is not money. It's 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 not um, it's not people. It's not material possessions. It's time. And so when you delay decision-making, you actually end up costing yourself all those other resources because you sacrificed the most important resource and that was time. So for me, this has been super valuable. Like in starting Deep Clean, I just had to act. I just did it. I, I certainly prayed about it and I made sure I felt peace or that God was, God was at least not saying no. That was, that was important as a starting point. But then you just go. And you figure out the rest as you go. And so if you found, I mean, I used us as an example, but I'm I'm very aware. There's other great podcasts and programs out there. If you found someone that you resonate with, do it. Like, don't waste another minute. Just act and figure it out afterwards. Make the decision. Go for it. Okay, number four is do the hard things first. Man, this is a big one. Uh, My wife and I have been talking about this a lot lately. My wife still struggles with her energy and and she's built a little bit of a habit in her low energy state for the last few years of kind of doing something depending on whether or not she has energy for it. And what I mean by that is she'll wake up, she's like, oh, I'm pretty tired, I know I need to get this done today, but I think I'm going to rest this morning, I'll take it easy and then hopefully I'll feel better in the afternoon and I'll do it then. And what we realized is typically what was happening is in the afternoon, she'd feel worse or she'd feel as tired, but she was way less motivated. And so then she wouldn't do it. And so she would put it off for the next day and she would kind of create this cycle unintentionally. You know, she had very, very good intentions. It just, it wasn't actually working out practically. So one of the things that we've been thinking about with her and it's been really helping is just saying, hey, well, what if for every day you just had one thing that you knew you needed to get done and you just agreed that you were going to do it first? And after that, if you had other things you needed to get done that were second priority, you can do them if you have the energy. And if you don't, you can wait until tomorrow or until they become first priority. But every day, just doing the hard things first, that way it's done. You made a bit of a push when you had some motivation. And then for the rest of the day, you can kind of, it's your oyster. You can make it whatever it is you need it to be. And in recovery, this is true as well. We have to be people who take initiative. We have to be people who are willing to do the hard things first. And, um, and then to know that we will reap the benefits later on. For my wife, it means more productivity. But for you, it might mean that you position yourself to not relapse again after a really stressful day. Um, th- like it, it is literally just the difference between a, a couple of small tweaks and lo and behold, you'll find yourself in some very, very good situations. Number five is don't be afraid to ask for help. And this is going to dovetail into number six as well. But... Um, Here's what I mean, okay? Because I'm talking about like finding close friends and I'm talking about finding community. And so it's like, well, obviously you would, you couldn't be afraid to ask for help if you got those things plugged in. But sometimes what we do is we join the community and we're like, oh, okay, perfect. So Thea said I had to join the community. I joined the community, checked that off, and you know, away we go. But um, what I have found in the communities I'm in where I'm really getting mentorship right now, which is more around business and personal finance, is that I have to ask for help again and again and again. And it's embarrassing, you know? I kind of feel like I should know this or I'm gonna get judged. And I do it anyway. Swallow your pride. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You never know what answers might be on the other side and what breakthrough may may follow. Number six, a little bit controversial, but I I stand by it. Pay, Pay people to teach you the skills, okay? Just pay them. Pay people to teach you uh, or pay experts to learn their expertise. Um, I have spent a lot of money in the last few months getting coaches, mentors, consultants, people in my life to help me. Um, I'll just put it this way. The amount of money I've spent on, on coaching and consulting in the last year alone is about double. It's actually, uh, I think it's, it's actually about triple what my salary used to be uh, when I was working full-time in ministry. So we're talking crazy money. And I'm not saying you need to pay that kind of money. I realize that is an anomaly. That's a bit unusual. And um, and yeah, I realize most people aren't going to do that. That's fine. But when you find somebody who has what you want, or they're doing something the way you want to be doing it, pay them and learn it. Just again, remember the time thing. Right? Like you could go figure it out on your own. You could piecemeal podcast books and YouTube videos together and have some sort of hack job kind of solution. But why? Why would you why would you waste precious time, your most valuable resource, when you could actually just pay right right now, pay for the person to get the help that you need? And then expedite the process so you can move on with your life. To me, it's a no-brainer. Had to learn it the hard way. I was super resistant for a very long time, having grown up with you know little to no money. But um, I'm learning this one quickly, and I'm seeing the the results as well. Number seven, uh, and maybe uh, maybe the the most important is never stop giving thanks. Um, here's the reality: Th- Thanksgiving and gratitude. Are your solutions out of addiction? When you're stuck with an addiction, it's so easy to get caught up in the woe is me, things are so bad, I wish my life was better, I wish I wouldn't have relapsed, how am I gonna tell my wife, et cetera, et cetera. Giving thanks keeps us focused and fixated on the things that matter the most. And in doing so, we actually create the opportunity to multiply the things that caused us to feel thankful in the first place. Never cease to give thanks. You you should do that right now because if you can find ways to give thanks while you're struggling, believe you me, that skill set will serve you very well on the other side of freedom. So those are seven things I learned in seven years of freedom. Uh, The power of close friends, the power of deep community, uh, the importance of acting quickly and analyzing later. Doing the hard things first. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask for help. Pay people to learn the things you want to learn and never cease to give thanks. And man, I give so much glory to God for the seven years of freedom. And uh, this is the beginning. You know, I'm a young guy and I'm excited to talk about the days when I've reached uh, 14, 21, 30, 50, 70 years of freedom and the testament that will be to his goodness. And guys, I share this with you because I believe that if I can do it, you can do it too. And so I hope you don't delay another minute. I hope you get the help you need. I hope you plug into the community that is waiting for you. And I hope that you never stop giving thanks. Uh, you can book a time uh, if with our team if you really want to work with us, if you think that's part of your next steps. But in the meantime, I wish you guys an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within.